Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How can we be friends? That is not what Meryl Streep and Rose McGowan are saying to each other. That's what we're talking about on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Before you get to the headlines, can I just follow this up because you were both so vocal about yes. me oh, yeah, Googling. Yeah, yeah. So I asked what all I want for Christmas is you actually did uh, on the charts when it first came out. Fascinating fact. The song was ineligible for inclusion on the Billboard Hot 100 during its original release because it was not released commercially as a single. This rule lapsed in 1998, however, which allowed the song to start charting on the top 100. When it first aired, uh, or it was first released in January of 1995, it peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary at number 12. Oh, interesting. At six and 12 at Hot 100 Airplay. Okay. So it just didn't hit that top 10 on the top 100. Because of that list. Because of that, or uh, that rule. Sorry, that rule. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Let's continue. The more you know. Uh, okay, so yesterday we talked about um, how Meryl Streep found herself once again in the line of Rose McGowan's Twitter fire when Rose McGowan called her out for the fact that she is uh, taking part and sort of leading the charge in this movement for actresses to wear black to the Golden Globes in a silent protest against some of the um, some of the things that women are experiencing in Hollywood right now. Correct. Well, today, and I think you and I at the time were like, hmm, Meryl is suspiciously silent. What is going on with that? Well, she's spoken. Meryl has spoken. Would you like to hear her words? She says, in response to Rose McGowan's tweet, actresses like Meryl Streep, your silence is the problem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Meryl Streep has responded by saying that she was deliberately silent Uh, or wasn't, I'm sorry, wasn't deliberately silent on Harvey Weinstein. She says that Harvey Weinstein, quote, needed me much more than I needed him, and he made sure I didn't know. Uh, She said that, um, that, that she now realizes that he has... He was luring young, aspiring women into circumstances where they would be hurt. Um, In her statement, she also... Said, or well, she didn't say this in her statement yesterday or today, but she said that uh, she kind of had back channel reached out to Rose McGowan, hoping that Rose McGowan would uh, have a one on one conversation with her, and she hasn't heard back from Rose McGowan. She did say, Meryl Streep, that is, that she has never in her life been invited into Harvey Weinstein's hotel room herself. She said, Rose assumed and broadcast something untrue about me, and I wanted to let her know the truth. 
and I, she said, I'm truly sorry she sees me as an adversary because we both together with all women in our business standing in defiance of the same uh, implacable foe. That's what she said. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, so, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. Essentially, I think Meryl's missing the point. I think that um, Rose McGowan is missing the point. And I think both of them are aiming their fire in the wrong places. What I mean by that is when it comes to Meryl Streep and her response, again, it's it's an echo of her earlier response, which is, I was too powerful and famous to be a victim of Harvey Weinstein. So I didn't see anything. So I don't know why Rose McGowan is coming at me. Rose McGowan is saying, Meryl Streep, you're part of the problem. Your silence is the problem. And and I would say to Rose McGowan, no, actually Meryl Streep is not the problem. If by that you mean her silence and Hollywood as a general rule silence about Harvey Weinstein is the problem, I would say that is one of the things that led to the problem, which is Harvey Weinstein's actual abuse of women. That's the problem. So I think... Rose McGowan is misdirecting things a, a little bit, probably salaciously to get attention on Twitter. Fine. But when it comes to Meryl Streep, this is now the second time where she's arguing at Rose McGowan about something different. So she has the, you know, like the ability to sort of pivot without being called on what I think Rose McGowan inartfully tried to do, which is you are part of the problem, Meryl Streep, without knowing it, mm-hmm. without knowing it or not, because there was a machine around Harvey Weinstein that protected him, that allowed him to maneuver in such a way as to abuse women. I'm not saying that, and I don't think Rose McGowan is saying that Meryl Streep literally sat there going, hey, 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 right, hey, hey, hey. right. But you have to really, in this day and age in the world we live in, I have a very hard time believing that Meryl Streep is being honest with us completely about what she knew regarding Harvey Weinstein throughout the vast expanse of her career. Or if she was aware, or if she, I'm sorry, rather, if she wasn't aware, now with hindsight being 2020, it would be refreshing for her to have the perspective of realizing how many people were working on his behalf to make sure she didn't know. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And she could have honestly said, I feel horrible in the sense that I was uh, very likely intentionally kept in the dark. That that would be a plausible deniability argument. Mm-hmm. And I think she can make that if that is the, the case. But I, I actually believe that she must have known Harvey Weinstein was disgusting. And it's not to say that I don't, I'm not saying then dot, 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 what she should have done in response to that. But to claim that she had no knowledge to me rings a little untrue. And what I would think I would do if I were her. And I think the reason she's doing it, honestly, is because she wants to protect her career and her image. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not going to let Harvey Weinstein take me down, um, you know, for something I didn't do. I'm sure that's like the calculus. But what I would have more artfully uh, said was something uh, to the fact that um, we are all a part of what allowed Harvey Weinstein to continue for many years. And I want to be a part of the solution. I want to make sure yeah. going forward that, you know, People, I mean, there are so many better ways that she could have done this, and it just makes me think, honestly, she thinks she's pulling a fast one on the rest of us, and I don't buy it. And, you know, that's Meryl Streep. She's a great actress. I, yeah, and to your point, Bradley, I think that they're, that both of them, both Meryl Streep and Rose McGowan, are, like you said, firing in the wrong directions. They're arguing, like they're making each other the subject of the conversation, but that is 
the only thing that their arguments have in common. And Rose McGowan really is kind of using Meryl Streep. I get it. When you're angry, you want to be angry at something, at someone, and you sort of over have a tendency to oversimplify. And maybe you will make one person into sort of the um, the focus, the focal point as a, a sort of a symbol of all of the people like that person, right? And she's sort of chosen Meryl Streep to be that example. And she's, so she's firing, I mean, she's focusing all of her fire on Meryl Streep. Meanwhile, on Meryl Streep's behalf, Meryl Streep is kind of, she's kind of acting in um, quarterback mode rather than trying to be a, an agent of change or figure out how to effectively move the narrative. Um, and I just think that, the the only thing that would make this better for both of them is to get the two of them in a room together to have a real well, conversation. It's, it's oftentimes it's very similar. And I think, you know, uh, as so many things are in Hollywood, it's just a more dramatic version of what uh, the rest of us deal with on a daily basis or what our country is going through. Like this is just sort of like a, a play that's, you know, being acted out in front of us. It also has the, you know, um, reality of being real but what i'm what i'm saying is you've you've got all these like um you know giant personalities and horrible drama surrounding them and i i just think that it's it's being overcomplicated there was a problem with this individual people protected him Meryl Streep's people had to know. Like, I just, uh, again, I just think it, it doesn't need to be very complicated. And we don't need I to do argue wish, about the past. We should be looking at the future. I do wish, though, that people would just have a moment because I, I find this to be refreshing. When I do something or I find out something shocking, I like to be self reflective and only because I know there's value in it. I don't see a lot of that in what Meryl Streep has talked about and a lot of other people in Hollywood where they go, wow. And I'm sure she does on some level, or maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's completely clueless because I don't know Meryl Streep from anybody. But wouldn't you just at some point find yourself going, wow, that happened. And what's my part in that, mm-hmm. if anything? Right? Yeah, like, that would be interesting. What did I do um, to just be like, oh, well, I didn't know of anything. Well, first of all, nobody's accusing you of not knowing other than Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. So, like, why is that the thing that you're hooked on, right? right. Versus, say... Um, I, you know, I feel horrible, but I didn't, you know, he never, I don't know. I'm just saying, I I think the way she's arguing this to me indicates that perhaps she's not being fully and completely honest with us. And don't worry if you're wondering, when are they going to talk about Matt Damon? We'll get to him. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll get to him in the next hour. Speaking of people who have an inability to be self-reflective, especially like while they're in the middle of talking. When we come back, though, on the Colleen and Bradley show today, right now, Bradley uh, has discovered something about Minnesota drivers. You suck. It's been confirmed. Mm -hmm. So we've got a question for you. What is your beef with Minnesota drivers? We will ask that question, 651-641-1071, to participate in that conversation after this on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Harry is giving up something for Meghan Markle. His virginity? He lost that when he was at Eton College. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. that's when one does. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to a girl named um, Sabatha. <laughs> 
It's Tabitha's it's sister, Sam. Made up name. Tabitha's of Surrey Norfolk, <laughs> of Lady Sabbath. Lady Piper, <laughs> Lady Piper, and Sir John Hull. Okay, that's you a nice her. story. <laughs> a lovely oh, story. Oh, everyone's met a Sabbatha somewhere Sabbath. in their life Sabbath. in the past. You have to say it like that. Sabbatha. Sabbatha. They call her Sabby for short. Sabby. I say Sabby. Sabby. Would you come and have a spot of Earl Grey tea oh, and some sponge cake? Let's have a romp. I've got a lovely sponge pudding for you. Sabby, let's get a lick. Oh, Daddy, don't make me eat the sponge pudding. <laughs> Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, it's official. Minnesotans, you are <laughs> terrible drivers. <laughs> I knew it. What is your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? That's the question on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. <laughs> Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. <laughs> and you're all terrible drivers, right, I Brad? I knew it. I've been telling you for years, and I'm not alone. I mean, y'all know that uh, Minnesota drivers love to talk bad about other Minnesota drivers, right? You know, the first time it snows, everybody's like, God, everybody forgot how to drive. That is really irritating. And um, it's not just me that's saying it. It's not just you. It's not just your neighbors. It turns out in this new list that was published by Quote Wizard. <laughs> um, so this is a legitimate outfit. They're yes, actually I love Quote Wizard. It's an insurance company or it's an like outfit that does business for insurance companies. So they, they pulled some actual data. I can get to that, but I want to give you the highlights first. So they ranked all 50 states and determined which drivers were the worst in the entire nation. And <laughs> Minnesota where are we on the clocks list? in 10 right behind Eight. California. Oh, okay. at number two. What? Number two? Well, your driving is like number Literally, two. <laughs> Minnesota's driving can be described by number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And only California drivers are worse. It's so fascinating to me when I saw this because, you know, we all say it, but it's like, here's some actual proof, man. Like, we have data. We have data to back up our supposition that Minnesota drivers are crap. <laughs> and uh, do you want to know what they what they did to um, to get to this? To this yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I should say first before I begin that um, driving everywhere sucks and has gotten worse since 2015 mm-hmm. um, accidents and crash related deaths are up by like 14 percent. That's not good. Which you may ask you, like, wait, wait a how many years Shouldn't since deaths when? Be going down. Twenty fifteen. Mm. I blame. You know I blame our cell phones. Exactly. Uh, not only are people driving more, which overall leads mm-hmm. to an increase of total deaths, uh, because the economy is doing better, so people are driving more places because they're buying more fuel, uh, or the fuel price is down. Um, but also because of distracted driving. So whether it's cell phones or you know some sort of audio visual device in your car. That Those two factors are the number one leading cause of... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. The increase in in uh, driver-related deaths. Now, back to the initial list and back to Minnesota specifically, here's what they said about the worst, second worst drivers in the country. One of the biggest movers from 2016 to 17, Minnesota climbed nine spots from number 11. My gosh, you guys, that's terrible. We should be ashamed. number two (laughs) in the nation. By our metrics, Minnesota saw big increases in accidents, speeding, and citations. We're not the first to highlight Minnesota's driving, with one transplant describing state drivers as, quote, too fast, too slow, too angry. (laughs) Now, I love this um, because I believe it's true, but I do want to take one minor point. Oh, we've got all sorts of people on the line, too, so I'm going to shut up. Uh, I'm sorry. I I was just trying to fill. Um, The thing that they said, which I am like take issue with, is that what they go, what's causing this? For one, Minnesota's brutal weather. I don't think it's our brutal no. weather that's causing bad our driving. Our brutal weather only lasts a few months. Yeah. Here's what they did say, though. Second, infamous Minnesota nice makes drivers passive aggressive and indecisive behind the wheel. Um, <laughs> weird. Okay. 651 What's your biggest beef? Let's go to Rebecca. What's your biggest beef, Rebecca, with Minnesota drivers? It's exactly what the weather is, too. Once it starts raining or the second we get like that little patch of ice, everyone forgets how to drive on the highway. My boyfriend last or when we had that supposed storm when yeah. it was just icy, took him four hours to get to work. Oh, it's crazy town. To St. Paul. It was dumb. Crazy? Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. Oh, it was irritating. Let's go to Darren. Darren, what is your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? Darren? Yes. What is your biggest My beef? Biggest- Beef is when people don't use their turn signals. Mm. Crazy. What, that, what is that? I like want to hunt them down. You know, I'm with you. Thank you, Darren. Elaine, Elaine, what is uh, your biggest beef, Elaine, with Minnesota drivers? Um, it's just like the last guy said: uh, no turn signals, indecisiveness, all that fun stuff. Ah. Absolutely, behind the wheel. It's that hesitating that people do when you're behind somebody and they're like, uh, and you're oh. like, just do it. Oh, it's like you're in the aisle at Target. Yeah. It drives Go! me that nuts. Uh, Nicole is on the line. Hi, Nicole. What's your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? They do not yield when entering a highway. Okay. Wait, they don't yield when they're entering the highway. Yeah, if I'm on the highway mm. and someone oh, is sure. entering the highway from my right, they're not on the highway. They don't have the right of way. They should slow down. Oh, yes. This is literally you, driver's ed 101 because I remember very distinctly being yelled at by my mm-hmm. driver's ed teacher who said if the person uh, driving on the road that you're merging into has to slow down because of you, you're doing it wrong. Right. And so every time I have to put my foot on the brake, because somebody doesn't know how to merge into traffic. Okay, but let me also talk about two other things. Uh, the acceleration lane is for accelerating. Oh and also, too, the zipper merge. 
Okay. Should we just... Let's keep this going. We're going to keep this one going. Do it. Keep us... Well, the phone lines are locked. Sorry about it. We're going to keep on complaining about you, Minnesota drivers. Yes, You're the D-bags today on the Colleen and Bradley Show you. on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Entertainment. Hey, you Minnesota drivers, you're the D-Bags today on the uh-huh. Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and drivers are our D-Bags. <laughs> Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. It's you guys. Bradley found some data to support his uh, earlier supposition that Minnesota drivers are the worst. Turns out we're the second worst in the country. Yeah, we're a big fat number two. Yeah. And uh, yes, focus on that number two. Uh, And yes, thank you, Holly. Because you drive like number two, we decided that we would allow everybody to just sound off about what is your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers. Holy buckets. The phones are hot. Let's go to Damon. Damon, what is your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? Okay, so this literally just happened to me this morning. It happens all the time. They will, a driver will just stop while you're walking your dog or while somebody else is walking in the middle of a street or at a street where there's no stop sign to wave you through. Uh-huh. And then everyone behind them like, like almost hits them because they think they have the right of way. And then they look at you like you're the idiot because like you're walking across the street. This person like I it drives me nuts when people (laughs) try to name for it. I call it Sancta Minneapolis when I tell my friends back home. Oh, I like that Sancta Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I gotta write that down, Damon. People like have nothing better to do than to sit and wait to judge you for walking across the street. Yeah, like here. No, you go. go No, you go. No, you're the car. Go. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just drive, Damon. We're stealing that. Thank you. Uh, Copyright, Damon. (laughs) Have a great day. It's one thing if if you're the, like, if you're at a stop sign Mm -hmm. and then you go and then the car goes. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you're at, like, the middle of a road and then the car just wants, and they don't have a stop sign and they stop, you're like, no, see, now you're going to get hit from behind. Or it's not like a pedestrian crossing. Yeah. Because I will stop. I mean, I really, especially around where I live, because there's a lot of parkway space, when there's... When I get to a pedestrian crossing, if a pedestrian is crossing, yeah. I'm going to stop. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop on just random old street because no, be, somebody's be, trying to rock, walk their Mostly uh, because somebody's going to hit you from behind. Yes. Yeah. And when it's icy, no. Let's go to Josie. Josie. And the pussycats. Uh, I don't know if they're with her, but Josie is here with her big beef about Minnesota drivers. What's your beef? Josie. Hey guys, happy holidays. You too. Refusal to do the zipper merge. Oh, ah, I can't. I can't. I are need... you with me? Yes. 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 Thank you, Josie. Josie, hey, are you still there? She's gone. She's still there. I'm She's still, still there. there. No, I'm here. Has this happened recently to you? It happens all the time, and when, especially when cars who don't want to do it try to straddle the two lanes, oh so God. you can't go forward. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> You're like, I can't help the fact that you're going to try to merge too early, thereby stopping the flow of traffic. But at least get over so that I can get around you. And then I will take this on in 2018. Let's like, let's change the world. And um, I'm writing this down as well. Thank you, Josie. Josie, have you ever been in the position like I have where you are doing the right thing and then people get angry at you for waiting until the the last minute? Mm. 
shade. And I'm like cascading over your I'm car. like, what like, wipe that so wipe that face off your head oh. because I'm doing it right and you're just yeah. mad because you're dumb. Thank you, Josie. Thanks, Josie. No, I'm with I'm with her. Okay, twenty eighteen is gonna be the year of the zipper merge. I I foresee us having many, many um small lessons throughout the year on the art of the zipper we merge. We could do a song that's like uh, if you want a stripper, learn how to do the zipper merge. Yeah, I mean, okay. well, let's work on that. Yeah. But yes, a song I, I think, think is a appropriate. Catchy song. Because people are dumb when it comes I to get, that. I literally get people, like I had a guy follow me once because I merged? was zipper merging and he was on the side of me and he wasn't he wasn't slowing down to allow me to merge. Like I'm now trying to merge into traffic and you are supposed to let me in mm-hmm. like car by car by car. Right. That's what and we're again, supposed it's a to zipper, do. And he didn't want me to because I was getting too close to him. And it's like, no, the reason I'm close to you is because I'm merging. You know, here's the thing about the zipper merge. The, I, I will, for those of you, because I know you're out there because uh, proportionately, there are more people sitting still in traffic when there's an open lane right next to them, which tells me that people in our listening audience are not acquainted with the zipper merge. Yeah. If you are at a dead stop in traffic and there is a wide open lane to the right of you that maybe a quarter of the mile down the road is going to exit, that is fair game. Yes. Get in that Get dumb in thing that lane. Get, and enjoy Enjoy the, it. Enjoy the speed. Use it. Use it. Love it. I need to point out two specific spots in Minneapolis. Oh, go for it. Oh, the 94 to 35W interchange. Thank you. I had I, you, girl. I had your back. I have to take that every day. Southbound. Uh, yes. yes, 35W southbound, 94 eastbound. I get on that stupid ramp every single day, and people do not know how to zipper merge. Mm-hmm. They think that they have to go directly onto 94 right mm-hmm. when that lane turns. No, mm-hmm. you don't. You have plenty of leadway on that exit only 35W south to get Yeah, they're into like, I got to get over right now. I got I have actually gotten in an accident at that. Uh, very spot because somebody was not paying attention and rear-ended me because I was slowing down because the the traffic uh, exiting onto 35W South mm-hmm. um, had slowed, probably mm-hmm. because somebody didn't know what the heck they were doing. Exactly. And somebody behind me rear-ended me. Okay, for those oh. of you who are just tuning in, Woo! we are, well, I, I got broke a little sweat there. Hallelujah. We were, Can we're, I get an amen? We are, amen? Amen. We are talking about your biggest beef with Minnesota Drive because Bradley Trainer has discovered, with the help of some actual researchers, that Minnesota ranks number two in the entire country for crappy drivers. Yeah. Number Congrats, two, Minnesota. we're crap. Slow clap. Slow crap. <laughs> so anyway, we are allowing you to sound off about your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers, and apparently we struck a nerve yes, with, with the, the zipper, zipper merge. merge. All right, let's go to who's next. Let's go to Mathis has been waiting for 112 years. Hi, Mathis. How are you? Good. What is your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? Slow drivers taking over the fast lane and not moving over uh-huh. when, when traffic is oh. trying to creep up behind them. Oh. And now that we're entering this time of year, people not cleaning the snow off the top of their cars because I've already broke a windshield this year. Oh, oh hey. no. That was terrible. a two for Mathis. Okay, yes, thank you. If you are in the left lane, <sighs> you should be going faster. If you if somebody needs to get out of that lane, if you see to somebody pass you creeping on the right, up on you and they are they are a car length behind you, you are going too slow. Mm-hmm. And I know you think that you need to prove your manhood. No. Men or ladies. 
proven your whatever your ladyhood but what if if there is somebody a car length behind you in the fast lane get over let them go it it just allows the free flow of traffic now yes there are going to be people speeding and i know you're like but they shouldn't speed but you're not the traffic police right you're just a driver and let's all drive safely yeah Okay, you don't need to be policing everybody. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> let's go to Jan. God, we are horrible. Horrible. Hi, Jan. What's Hi. your biggest beef with Minnesota drivers? Well, it really bugs me when I'm driving down my neighborhood, like going to the Y, going to Target. I'm doing my 30, 35 miles an hour like you're supposed to. And someone will come out from a side street and go right in front of me really quick and then drive 20. Oh, my oh, God. Really? And I'm like, I look behind me. There's no cars behind me. Why do they have to whip out in front of me to make me drive slow? It's so rude. It annoys me. Exactly. Well, they just need to be first in life, and they never were. Yeah. Yeah, but then they're going to be slow getting there. They're like, I'll show Jan. Uh Let's go to Kelly. Kelly, you will have our final word, no pressure, on what your biggest beef is with Minnesota drivers. Hi, Kelly. Hi. um, My biggest pet peeve is. People, when they miss their turn, they slam on their brakes to turn instead of going up and, yes. and um, turning around. I've almost rented a couple people doing that. Oh, because they're trying to get an exit and then they quick slow down to try to get off? Yes, yes. Oh, God. Kelly, thank you That's so much. Crazy. Yeah, you know, if you were the idiot, don't make everybody else suffer, okay? Yeah, to me, I think the biggest things are always people impeding the flow of traffic. Like, like again, you're you're nobody's gonna pull you over if you're going a few miles over the speed limit because the rest of traffic is right. So find the flow. the flow of traffic, and mm-hmm. um, so it's the people who try to stop the flow, and then it's it's I for the love of God because I think I I live off thirty fifth, thirty sixth. Uh, and 35W, mm-hmm. that that exit. So perennially, anywhere I'm going, it's typically um, getting on to 94 and coming back from that direction. And that particular part of town, I it is so annoying. There's also like an exit, you know, when you're exiting on to 94 mm-hmm. westbound, mm-hmm. I guess it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from 35W, yep. it's a single lane. Yep. And then it it sort of like merges into there's like another exit that's merging mm-hmm. into that lane and like the craziness that goes on in that entire stretch yeah it just is mind numbing it is it is are you getting a little um is everybody a little bit on Twitchy. edge right now talking about yeah. this I kind of am too. I just want to, uh, one final word on the zipper merge. I just want to remind everybody who's on the road right now that if there's a sign above you that says, I don't know, like 94, this lane to get on 94, that doesn't mean right this very second. Yeah, like, oh God. Okay, so calm down. You'll reach your destination. Zipper merge is best. And we will be composing a song about that. That is a promise. Also that Lake Street exit, like exiting uh, 35W North. Uh-huh. Exiting to Lake Street? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a you-know-what show. Mm. Right? Oh, my God. I know. Okay, so that was fun. <laughs> but good news, Colleen. Yeah? That particular stretch of uh, our favorite freeway is going to be, like, shut down for, like, a year. Yeah, there you go. So because we can't even use it or complain about it. Hopefully so they'll fix construction. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, uh, so that those were our D-bags right there. All of y'all. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you. Uh, when we come back, oh, Bradley, I have a scientific reason for why you alone should never lose anything. Your wallet, your keys, 
What else do you lose? Everything. All the things. Sanity. There is a scientific reason why you of all people should not be losing anything. Okay. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how you can change this. Oh, God. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk on a 7-1, everything entertainment. Everything finger painting in the nude. I'm Jace with Lex. That's pretty free. You should try it. I took that class a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. I'm Jace with Lex, <laughs> Don McClain. Were there other people in the classroom with you, or was this a who's solo the teacher? endeavor? What'd you use for a paintbrush? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Go now. <laughs> I, uh... I use my own brush. I use my own brush. I, I have one with Wide me. Wide strokes. Oh, no. yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry. I couldn't resist. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, I've got some real science that Bradley Trainer can use on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And every day we like to impart a little bit of scientific wisdom upon you. Uh, so that you can feel a little bit smarter each day. And today, I've got one that I picked out specifically for you, Bradley Trainer. Oh, awesome. Um, because I, with this new knowledge, I cannot figure out for the life of me why it is you ever lose anything. Here is the headline. Bark like a dog or make a weird sound to remember where you put things. Why? Oh, shoot. I don't have my thing up. Why? Why? We'll just say why. Why? Because. Science! Science! Bark like a dog? Yeah, bark like a dog or just make a weird sound. Um, an unusual sound. See, this is the thing. You make a lot of unusual sounds. Um, I feel like that's not a compliment. No, it is a compliment. Do you or do you not make interesting sounds yeah. throughout your day? Well, hey, look, life's too short to just sit there in silence. Right. So, I'll, what? What? Here's. Thank you. All you need to do, Bradley, is start consciously making those sounds. Oh my gosh, you guys can't see him. 
That is his armpit. Is he armpit farting? Yep. But I'll tell you the first four attempts. <laughs> I haven't done that in like 30 years. The first years. four That's attempts pretty impressive. were... I need to get it warmed up. Okay, please do. Okay. I don't know what to do about this. I'm moving on. Can you do it with your knee? Stop it. Holly can. I've seen her do it. When... um. But Bradley, here's the, you just it's it's the timing of your weird sounds that I think is the problem, because <laughs> according to Jez Rose, who's a, an author and renowned speaker on behavior, um, he says when you make an unusual sound, when you put something down that you normally lose, like your keys or your wallet, you will remember where it was because the unusual sound you made ah, will register, will in, your register in your brain. Exactly. But now I just feel like you're going to randomly be like, oh, where did I put the fart again? What? You know, like, where did I put the barking noise? Like, you're just going to equate the like sound and forget what the thing was. I think that really all it is, is trying to be conscious, like trying to be present in the moment that you are putting a thing down that you need. Yeah. So even if it's not, I mean, this is my, this is my personal reaction to this bark like a dog theory is that when you put your keys down, say aloud to yourself, your keys are on the radiator or whatever. And then I think it's easier to remember when you make a mental note of it. The, The times that you lose things are when you're in a rush and you drop everything and you're not like present in the moment when you drop those things, right? Um, yeah, it's easier to bark, though, it seems like. <laughs> also, it's easier to bark. Than, like, say a sentence. That is the most wise thing yeah. you've said ever. <laughs> I mean, it's more fun, too, yeah, right? right? So, anyway, that's <laughs> all you have to do. That's all you have to do. However, I do have some really quick tips on what you can do when you find that things are missing. Um, these are some little bits of advice by this behaviorist who says uh, the first thing you can do is keep calm and and have a snack. Mm. Yep. So if you've lost your keys, Bradley, keep calm and have a snack, keep calm, get yourself something to eat. All right. Um, That will relax you and put you in a calmer state of mind. Uh, And that allegedly will help you make connections more quickly. I think, however, you might just forget that you lost something altogether and, and, get, like, mm, and enjoy your snack. <laughs> That's exactly. And you're like, where am I? Why am I here again? Uh, all, number Why am I two, Cheetos? Things that you should do if something's gone missing, play some Bach. Classical music apparently has a positive effect on finding lost items because it, again, calms you. When you can't find something, the panic starts to make it worse. But calming yourself will and centering yourself will help you find something. Be patient. That's stupid. Uh, number four, Ask a woman or a child to help. I don't know what to do with this, but it's kind of awesome. Okay, so what that tells me is that the study only applies to men. Apparently, women and school children's brains are more suited to finding lost items, apparently. Mm, interesting. I mean, I do see this every once in a while. Although, I listen, my kids, no. Everybody goes to me to find out where something is. Mom! Mom! Mom, where's that thing? Mom, I thought we had, I thought we had apples. Where are the apples? I always have to say you, sometimes when you open up the refrigerator, you have to look behind things. They forget that if they can't immediately see it, whatever. Um, Okay. You can meditate. You can uh, draw. That's another thing that'll help you find lost items. Yeah, but you know what? Why, I think the barking thing would be better. Hi, you're at work. Oh, just bark oh. and you'll remember. Bow! There you go. Good job. You figured it out. That was a really lame bark, by the way. Uh, hey, guess what I just remembered? What? 
It's the 12 day, uh, days of Chris's. Make love to me, Chris. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Chris, Cuomo, Flexi, Chris, Rock the Rocky, Chris, Hemsworth. Chris O'Donnell, Chris Martin, Christopher Knight, and a hot Chris in the pine tree. Where are you, Chris Cuomo? Yes, where are you indeed, Chris Cuomo? Chris Cuomo flexing. It is the seventh day of the 12 days of Chris's, (laughs) and we are celebrating... The one and only Chris Cuomo. Oh, that hunky, adorable, hunk adorable, hunk adorable, hotty McHotty hot uh, host on CNN in the mornings, and uh, whenever there is news breaking across the globe, there they will send Chris Cuomo and his biceps. You know, they really. I would like it if they would send him to more warm locations. Right? Yeah, like get so him out he there, can, and, you know, in his shirt sleeves, yeah. so he can just, you know, woohoo. Yeah. Um, that was me flexing. That was my sound of That's flexing. That's flexing sound. Um, we have been trying to get his attention. Bradley, as Bradley says, he's very active on social media, and he frequently will engage with uh, the trolls. So, which means I just feel like if he can engage with the trolls, maybe we throw a little love his way. He'll engage with us, realizing that if we put our positive energy toward positive energy, we can really change the world. Mm. So breaking like news. Yes, exactly. So head on over to your Twitter box and uh, tag Chris Cuomo. It's Chris Cuomo, C-U-O-M-O. Uh, that's his Twitter handle. Um, include him in on the tweet. Tell him to call us at 651-641-1071. Don't Phone lines are open. You are Chris Cuomo. I hope he wasn't trying to call during that traffic segment. I mean, woe unto him. Somebody told us we had to hurry up because he's going off the grid. It was Holly. Holly, where is he going? It looks like he's going on a safari in Africa. I was looking at his Twitter account. He said, yeah, I'm going to be off the grid for the next two weeks. And oh, that was about six hours ago. Family yeah, going on ago. safari for two yeah. weeks. Right. Um, oh my gosh. That wouldn't it be our luck if he left for Africa. Well, at least we have a song for him later. I mean, that's the last tweet that he did six hours ago, and he was on fire six hours ago. So if we had only tweeted him two hours before we oh, actually man. did, then he would have probably responded Come and on, called Chris! the show. Oh, you guys, we did it wrong. Oh, well. Have fun in Africa, wow, Chris so Cuomo. At least they'll get to see your muscles. We still got time. Okay, fine. We still have an hour. So everybody tweet him, tag him, get him to call us. When we come back, oh, it's Matt Damon. It's your turn, buddy. Oh. You asked for it. Keep your mouth shut. We're going to give it to you after this Hey-o. on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. If you will come with me, we'll float too. Entertainment.